Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. So I want to share some things with you guys. Uh, It's kind of personal just for, you know, what I've been dealing with, but I'm always sharing personal things with you. Why do I even have to start off like that? I don't know. Anyways, um, so there's been a lot happening in the Jenkins household, good things, um, but it's just caused me to think. First of all, I'm grateful and, you know, truly blessed at the doors that have been opened for us recently and more specifically for my son AJ you know um just watching him grow and seeing what you know what God is doing in his life and just thinking about what's to come it's just amazing but it's also gotten me to think about you know how you you're praying or believing for something but you may not necessarily be prepared for what you're praying for and I'm going to break that down and explain it a little bit further. But uh, Anthony, uh, one of his first messages was titled that there is a prepared place for a prepared person. And he's always talking about that. He's always talking about how you, you got to be prepared, you know, for for that next level. You got to be prepared for for where you're trying to be. And um, I was we were having a conversation the other day and I mentioned to him, I said, you know, you're always talking about that. And that's actually been on my heart for a little time and something that, you know, the Holy Spirit has been talking to me about because I feel like I'm not prepared for the prepared place. And what I was talking about is just, you know, the things that are happening right now, specifically for AJ. And I was just saying how I'm not prepared uh for those those doors that are opening for him it's and and it's just interesting because it's like you know you're praying you're believing for something but I guess almost at the same time you're or for me because I can't you know I'm always talking to you guys about how I'm gonna speak for myself and not speak for anybody else but for me personally it's like I, I guess maybe I didn't think about how I needed to get prepared for what's to come and so as as things were happening, I was just like, oh, snap, like, hey, if I want to be a part of this, if I want to be engaged, if I want my son to look back and be like, oh, mommy was there, too. I need to get ready. I need to. And at this point, I feel like I'm kind of playing catch up. But maybe that's me also kind of um, not extending grace to myself by saying that I'm playing catch up, you know, because everything happens in its due season and at its appointed time. So, you know, what's supposed to take place for me is going to happen. Uh, It may be a little delayed because I'm starting off a little bit later with my preparation, but I I know it needs to be done. Uh, And you guys are probably saying, okay, Hannah, what's the point? (laughs) Well, what the Holy Spirit has been talking to me about and just using my personal experience as an example so that I can, you know, really talk about it is how we sometimes pray for stuff, but it's almost like we're not really believing it's going to come to pass or we don't know. We're not believing that it's going to come to pass quickly. I don't know. I don't really know how to explain that part, but the the message or the revelation that I received is is that we're not preparing for what we're praying for. So like we're praying for certain things and we're wanting these things to happen, but we're not always 
prepared for it, for when it arrives. You know how you've, you know, people have say like you miss the opportunity when opportunity knocks, you should open a door, but then you don't open it. I think that goes to, first of all, I don't think you necessarily miss your blessings because whatever is intended for you is for you. You, you will receive what is meant for you. Um, I'm a firm believer that, you know, God has this big blueprint and within the blueprint, there are so many detours for the many times that we, you know, disobey or, you know, not fully obey, which is still disobedience or just decide to go our own way, or our own route about certain things. And it's like, because he's all knowing, he knows that we're going to go a different way, but he's just like, this is what I have for them. So I've already accounted for them going a different way than what I told them they're not it's just like with the children of Israel you know what I'm saying God always knew that they were going to make it into the promised land it was just a matter of whether or not they made it in there in the two weeks that it took to get to the promised land or the 40 years now we all know the story well most of us do it took them 40 years but if you look at the map it was a two-week trip but it took them 40 years because a whole generation had to die off because they had lost their way. They had forgot about who God was, about who delivered them out of Egypt, you know. And so it took 40 years for that frame of mind or frame of thinking of wanting to go back to Egypt that, you know, that's how long it took them to get to the promised land. But they didn't miss the promised land. It's not like they weren't ever going to get there. They did. It's just that those who had to die off, they didn't get to see the promised land, unfortunately. But I don't believe that it was really a part of their destiny to see it in the first place, because if it was meant for those who died off, then they wouldn't have died off and they would have made it in the two weeks. Right. Anyways, I said all of that to just say that I don't believe that you miss your blessings. I don't believe that you miss out on God. Um, God is a sovereign God and what he has for you is for you. What he promises you. He's not a man that shall lie. He's not like us who will tell somebody like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll be there for you or I'll, I'll, I promise that I will give you this. And then we don't do it. He's not a man that shall lie. In fact, the Bible even tells you that, you know, don't make a vow that you can't keep. It's better not to vow than to make a vow and break it. So, you know, with God, when he promises you something, when he says that this is for you, it's for you. It just may take a little bit longer for you to get it because you've taken a detour or you've gotten off track and you got to get back on track. But he's accounted for all of that. But at the same time, I feel that or, you know, what I've been thinking about recently is how sometimes we're praying for stuff. But it's and it's not that we don't believe that it's going to happen. You know, sometimes fear and doubt comes into our minds about certain things. But I don't believe that it's we that we, you know, don't necessarily believe that it's going to happen. It's just one of those things like Pastor Michael Todd is always talking about how it's only crazy until it happens. So I think a lot of times like we have these crazy, you know, dreams or visions or, you know, desires that it's just like yeah I'm believing I'm sending expectation and I'm waiting for it but at the same time because it's so big and sometimes we in our infinite minds because <laughs> we're not infinite like God but in our finite minds we can't really like experience that happening until it truly manifests in our lives and so sometimes for some of us and I'm just gonna speak for myself like I usually do but for me, I think it's like, yeah, I'm believing, I'm believing like it's going to happen. 
but I don't really realize the the totality of what it is that I'm believing for and the part that I play in that because there is a part for us to play there is you know we don't it's not about us helping God make it happen um but faith without works is dead and it's not that you're 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 working for it it's not that you're you're helping God but it's more so you're you activating on your faith you activating on what you're believing if I'm believing for a new job then I need to activate my faith um, and activate my part in, you know, believing that it's going to happen. First of all, I have to submit an application because a job is not just going to pick up a phone and call me like, hey, we just know that you're looking for a new job and we want to offer it to you. It doesn't happen that way. Could it, you know, could, could God go ahead and just sprinkle a little miracle on your life and let that happen? It could, but it doesn't work that way. My activation, me activating on the faith that I and belief that I'm going to get a new job happens with me submitting an application. And it also happens when I continue to submit applications, even though I'm getting back rejection letters. You know, that's activating my faith in me preparing myself, knowing that I am going to get this new job. And not just be sitting here like, oh, well, you know, and I'm going to be speaking because speaking is also an action. I'm going to be speaking and declaring that it is so right. And so uh, one of the things that that got me to thinking about this a little bit more was a was a conversation that Anthony and I was having. And he mentioned how, you know, there was a comment that we both were like, what? (laughs) So he was talking to somebody and, um, the person was asking him about, so, you know, what happens if, you know, this really, this really gets big. And it took the both of us a little back a little bit. Like I wasn't there for the conversation. This was a conversation between Anthony and somebody else. And he was telling me about the conversation, but the question that was asked, like, What if this really happens, then what are you going to do? And I was thinking about that. And Anthony and I were talking about it. And I was just like, bruh, like, it is going to happen. Like, that's what we believe in for. What you mean? So if it happens, what are you going to do? Like, that's that's the whole point. And, And that brings me to what I'm talking about in regards to you're praying for something, but it's almost like it takes you off guard when it happens and it's like why is that taking you off guard why why are catching you I'm sorry why is that catching you off guard why are you surprised that it happened like isn't that what you were believing for and if you were believing for it then shouldn't you have been preparing yourself for it to happen it's just like when you're expecting a baby you know what I'm saying like you you're expecting that the child is gonna come you don't wait till the child gets here to start preparing the room or to start buying stuff you know, for the baby, you start buying those things during the waiting process while, you know, during the, the nine to 10 months of, of pregnancy, you are slowly but surely getting your house in order, getting the room in order, getting all the things that you need to take care of an infant. 
and then the infant comes because you yeah you're expecting it and I guess that's a little more tangible which is why it makes sense in people's minds to prepare for that because it's like oh I can see the belly growing I can hear the heartbeat I can feel and see the movements so I know it's there and for a lot of us a lot of times we are so stuck on the tangible. We are so stuck on the natural. We're so stuck on I have to see it to believe it for us to really believe that something is going to happen. So when we're praying and believing for something that we can't yet see because it hasn't yet manifested, I feel like a lot of times that we're not necessarily you know, preparing ourselves as much as we should for what is to come. Like if you're believing for something, then you need to be preparing as though it's already here so that once it manifests, you're ready to step into it. And, you know, that this is something that has really just been on my mind the past couple of weeks, because like I said, for myself, I realized that I wasn't prepared for what we were, you know, what we've been believing for. And this is just the beginning of it. So it's just like, man, I really need to get my ducks in a row and get my life together, you know, to prepare for what's to come. Because right now I'm not. And to me, it's just it's not cool because I I want to be a part of that, too. And so, you know. I just wanted to share this with you guys because of the fact that I know that a lot of us are believing for stuff, but you you can't just believe. You have to activate it. You have to act on it. You have to start preparing yourself. If you're believing for a new house, what are you doing to prepare yourself for that new house? Are you looking at the furniture that you want to put in that house? Or maybe you're using the same furniture that you have in your current house if you own one. Or, you know, like, are you putting together your vision board of what colors you want the house to be? You know what I'm saying? Are you thinking about the the pavers that you're going to have in the driveway? You know, what are you, how are you preparing yourself for the house? Are you, you know, putting together a budget? You know, like, I don't know if you're already living in a house now or if you're living in an apartment, but it's very dis- different when you live in a house because now you got to water your lawn. You got to factor in this water bill. Are you prepared to pay for that? Are you prepared to pay your new mortgage? Like it's preparing yourself for that situation, just like for a couple who's getting ready to get married. You're preparing yourselves from now. You're going to premarital counseling. You're talking to each other about those hard you know, topics, because once you get married, it is a covenant. It's not a contract that you could just break later on, even though a lot of people are doing that. But you don't get married to get divorced. Like that's not the plan, right? The plan is to stay together. So are you preparing yourselves to stay together? Are you preparing yourselves by having those hard conversations and talking about how you're going to, you know, compromise or or come to a mutual agreement with each other on certain things? Are you guys preparing for not, you know, beyond the wedding? Like, yeah, all this money goes into planning the wedding and to purchasing the venue and the photographer and videographer and all this other stuff. But when the wedding is over and all the guests leave and it's just the two of you in the house, are you prepared for those bills that are going to come? Like that's the preparation that I'm talking about, preparing yourselves for that particular thing that you're believing for. If you're single and you're believing for a spouse, how are you preparing yourself to be in a spouse? Because you got to think about it. When you're single for however old you may be right now, this is how long that you've been living your single life. You've been living your best life. You've been coming and going as you please. You're not accountable to anybody unless you do have accountability partners that you check in with. But I'm saying when you get married 
you got an accountability. It ain't just spending money like you were spending it before. It's it's not just about going out or, or hanging out with your friends like it was before. Like you now have a person that you have to check in with. Are you prepared for that? Are you the type of person who was always used to having things to yourself and not really sharing? Are you prepared to now share? Not just share a home, but share your bedroom, share your bed. Do you hog all the covers? Your spouse may have an issue with that. Like, so again, it's preparing yourself for what it is that you are believing for. Are we really ready? Or are we just playing? Like, seriously, are we just out here throwing these visions and because everybody, oh, I'm a gold getter or I'm a gold, you know, catcher, a gold digger. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but like, are you you're you're out here saying that oh you're believing these things and like oh it's gonna be big you know god is about to do something big in my life he's about to you know do this do that but are you prepared are you just out here putting up a front for everybody else because you hear everybody else talking about it and you don't want to be left out so you talking about it too but you ain't really preparing yourself for what you believe in for you know there's that saying that says be careful what you pray for right and that's so true because we out here saying these prayers, not realizing that our words are our seeds. Like I had this conversation with Anthony the other day because he had said something and I was like, dude, you are going to be held accountable for your idle words. And he was just like, what? I was like, no, the Bible says that. And this isn't me trying to be all super spiritual and everything. But like, seriously, I do try to be aware of what comes out of my mouth. I ain't saying I always got it right because I don't. Sometimes I'll be messing up and be like, oh, Lord, please allow that crop failure to fail because um, I, I was not managing my words very well. But like, seriously, yo, God says that there is power in your mouth. OK, we have a mighty tool in our mouth to speak. God said, let there be and there was. He spoke the earth into existence. He spoke everything that's in the earth into existence. Like he put that same ability in us. And we wonder why sometimes we find ourselves in the same situation that we're in. What are you saying? Are you watching your words? You know, you're going to be held accountable for every idle conversation that you had as well. So even when you say dumb stuff, and I'm talking to myself, even when you say dumb stuff, you're going to be held accountable for it. So you need to be careful what you're saying. And so, you know, here it is. We we have these prayers. And, and sure enough, because we're speaking them, these are our seeds that are being planted. We're, we're, we're saying these things and we're like, oh, yeah, this is what I want. I want. But are you prepared for what you are praying for? Like the, it says, be careful what you pray for. Are you sure that you want that? Because if it comes, are you prepared for all the responsibility that comes with it? Because too much is given, much is required. You know what I'm saying? Like you you can get all this stuff, but there's going to be a heavier burden, a heavier price to that is laid on you with those things that you are asking for. So are you prepared for it? Really? Are you serious? Are you really ready for what it is that you believe in for? You got to check yourself. You got to check your heart. Like, why am I asking for these things? Why do I want these things? How is this going to benefit the kingdom? How am I going to use this for God's word? Because that is our purpose, right? Our, our purpose is to deny ourselves 
and to take up our cross and follow him. Like our purpose is to bring him the glory in whatsoever we do. Our purpose is to tell others about him, to live out and share out our testimonies and share out the blessings that he has bestowed upon us so that other people can get to know him. So it's really not about us, even though a lot of times we think it it is, but it's it's about God and his agenda. So the things that you're praying and believing for, and true enough, when you have these desires on your heart, you know, where are they coming from? You know, the desires to, to do certain things, they, they come from God. But sometimes we got to check ourselves with why we're asking for certain things. Why do we want the bigger house? How are we going to to utilize that? Is that just to showboat? Is that just to show others like, oh, look at what I did? And and even that in itself is a whole conversation, y'all, because it's a lot of us out here who are afraid to share our blessings and to share what God is doing in our lives because we don't want to seem like we bragging and boasting about it and we don't want to you know, we're, we're worried about the opinions of others and how we're going to be perceived. And so it keeps us from opening our mouth and speaking and sharing and, and talking about the goodness of the Lord. Right. But it's also, you know, when you do that, you're not bringing him the glory. So you should be sharing about it, but we're timid and we're afraid. But then there's some of us who aren't, who are bold and they be talking about it, but it's all about your heart. Like, why are you timid and afraid to share? Or why are you so boastful? Are you boastful because you bragging on yourself or are you really bragging on God? Like there's a big difference, but I'm sorry. That was a little side note that just popped in there real quick. Because I, I, I struggle with that myself sometimes with sharing things. And I, I talked to you guys about that in a podcast earlier. I think it was this year or maybe last year. But I was talking about how, you know, I'm going to brag on my children because my children are, are looking to me to be their biggest supporters. I can't hide what is happening for them because I'm so concerned about how other people are going to perceive me. Like it's a blessing. God opened up this door and I'm going to share it. Um, I'm going to share it because hopefully it can be an encouragement to somebody else who's been praying and believing for something, you know, and if somebody takes it a different way, then that's not my business. That's your business. My business is checking my own heart. You know what I'm saying? Like I am, too busy checking myself and checking my own heart to be checking somebody else. This whole um, mind your business movement, like, is really big. There's a couple of people who have different sayings out there, like Tabitha Brown has, um, <laughs> you know, that's your business. And I know that uh, Sarah Jakes Robert has mind my business ministries. So, like, no, seriously, you need to sweep around your own front door and stop trying to sweep around other people's because you, what does the Bible say? The Bible did it, but there's nothing new under the sun, but the Bible said it best, you know, know take out the log in your eye before you try to take out the speck in somebody else's that was just the bible's way of saying mind your business if you mind your own business and 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 there's another saying is like mind the business that pays you right if you mind your own business you'll find that you are too busy taking care of your own stuff that you don't have time to be worried about anybody else and so i said that little note (laughs) added that little t that little piece in there because of the fact that a lot of times that stops us from sharing what we are believing and praying for and it brings us brings me back to the whole point of are you ready for what you praying for because when it comes what you gonna do with it you know why are you praying for it what are how are you preparing for that to come to pass and you know you got to be careful of what you share with other people 
about some of the visions um my pastor says it all the time you can't share an eight by ten vision with a three by five thinker and it's so true and you got to be careful because them three by five um thinkers will catch you off guard too because you, you sometimes it's your family you know what i'm saying sometimes it's your close friends and you just be like oh hold up just like the conversation that anthony had the other day you know to me it really baffled my mind that the person asked that question so you know, what if it really happens? Well, I'm believing that it will happen. Like, why am I going to pray for something? And why am I going to believe believe for something if I don't think it's really going to happen? I really do. Like, that's my true desire for this to happen. So, yeah, I'm in a time of preparation for when it's going to come. I'm preparing myself for it from now. And that's the, the point. The point is, is that if you're really believing for something and you're truly believing that God is going to manifest it and let it allow it to come to pass, then you're going to be preparing yourself for it now. You don't wait till it comes. You don't wait till it happens to start preparing. Then that's too late. Now, now is now you done mess things up because it's like God's trying to give something to you, you know, and that. Oh, thank you, Lord. I'm sorry. <sighs> Sometimes. When a promise seems or appears to be delayed, because it's not, the promise is not delayed, it does not tarry, it is going to come at its appointed time. It always had an appointed time, it's just that the appointed time ain't the time that you thought it was going to be. And so that's why you're getting frustrated and why you just like, God, when is it going to happen? Because you on your time schedule and God's like, I don't operate by your time schedule, I operate on my own. But the other thing is, is that I also operate on, on on readiness and you're not ready I can't give something to you prematurely because you're not going to be able to sustain yourself in that area or that position because you're not prepared I have to prepare you there's a couple of things I either need to get to you or get from you before this can happen and a lot of times when we're not preparing ourselves for that situation God is like okay this is just going to extend the deadline for when it's going to come because of the simple fact that you're not ready. You're not getting yourself ready. And I have to get this from you. It's the same thing, same conversation I was having with a friend of mine the other day in regards to seasons. And I believe Reva and I talked about this too during our episode. You know, um, I can't remember where I got this quote from, but it's such a profound, well, I, it's not a quote, but it was something that I was reading. It was very profound to me because of the fact that it was saying how, you know, relationships are, are similar to like, well, seasons in, and there's a season for everything. The Bible tells us, right. That there's a season for everything. And there's, there's seasonal friendships. There's some friendships that are there for a lifetime. There are some friendships that are only there for a season, but a lot of times in, in myself, this is really a transparent moment for me. I struggle with when a season has closed on a friendship especially if I have been friends with that person for a very long time. I'm just like, nah, like I, I got to do something. I, you just, but no, there are seasons for certain friendships. And that could have been a very long season that you had, but now the season is it's time to change. It's a shift that's happening in the atmosphere and you got to shift with it. And just like with food, where it has an expiration date, when you keep food past the expiration date, it begins to mold. It becomes bad. If you eat it, it's going to jack your stomach up. Some of us are attached to some seasonal relationships that the expiration on it has passed. 
and we're holding on to it and now it is toxic to our lives because we didn't let it go and sometimes it's those relationships that you haven't let go of yet that God is like you not prepare for your prepared place because that person can't step into the promised land with you. Just like how Moses couldn't go into the promised land with Joshua. And Moses was a great man. You know what I'm saying? He was awesome. But Moses did mess up. And a part of his mess up, there was a consequence that he could not go into the promised land. He could see it, but he would not be able to enter it. And he had to stay behind so Joshua could take the Israelites in. Some of us, have them type of relationships in our lives that we're holding on to it and we're wondering why we haven't stepped into the promised land yet and it's because that friend that relationship whatever situation you're in is not allowed to go into that area with you and until you let it go you're not going to be able to go in there either there's a lot of things like that that's in our lives that we are have yet to let go of the very thing that we are holding on to god is trying to pull out of our hands god is trying to get out because he was like this cannot go into the next level with you you cannot elevate to the next level with this still on you this is a hindrance and i need to remove it from you now in order for you to move on the longer you hold on to this the longer it's going to take for you to get into your promise and you're wondering when it's going to happen that's all a part of preparation y'all the process the the progression of it all is about getting the weights off getting the hindrances that are stopping us getting the obstacles that are in our way out of the way so we can move on to the next level there are different levels for for, for all of this this is a progression while we're in this process while we're moving along God is getting things out of us that he realized that he knows not not that he realizes that he's trying to get us to realize that we need to get removed we need him to remove it and and he and yeah could it be a quick fix where he just takes it away so that we can move on to it yes but that's not how God operates all the time God is like no I need you to work through this because I need you to understand why this is a thorn in your side I need you to understand why you need to get this removed from out your life I need you to grow from this because then when you share your testimony it's going to be so real so relatable to you that you're going to be able to tell it to the next person so that it helps them break free as well so my question to you guys are you prepared are you really ready for what you are praying and believing for are you out here just joking are you just out here putting up a front kidding around haha I kid I joke no I'm not really believing for that because I'm not ready for it I'm not mature enough for it yet Ooh. Did I say mature? I mean, but it's true, y'all. Sometimes we not mature for mature enough for what we're asking for. It's just like my kids were asking, you know, for 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 certain things. And I'm just like, uh, I don't think y'all mature enough for that yet. They want a dog so bad. I don't think y'all mature enough yet because I still got to remind you about doing your chores. If we get a dog, I'm going to have to remind you to feed him or, or her or I'm going to have to remind you to take them outside. No, I need y'all to show me that you're ready. And God is saying to some of us, I need y'all to show me that you ready. I know that you're not, but I need you to see it for yourself that you ain't ready what you're praying for. So anyways, I hope y'all got something out of the podcast today. It's always my prayer that you do. And I love getting your feedback. So go ahead and send me a, a listener letter, drop me a comment or a review, you know, uh, you go ahead and share but how you get in contact with me because you can definitely hit me up on facebook on hannah's world you can um 
contact me on Instagram at Hannah's World 00, or you can send your list of letters into Hannah's World 00 at gmail.com. So until next time, peace out, world. Peace.